Woo. All right, here we go. Welcome to episode... Welcome back to the Dead Podcast here on episode number 54, Dad. And here on this Monday night, as we get ready to really embark and continue to embark in this journey that we've, that we've made um, now that we're going live. Uh, nonetheless, it's good to be here, Dad. And episode 54, Dad, for the 54th time, welcome to the podcast, Dad. Well, thank you, Beto. And of course, this is a new journey for us as we have embarked already on the season two and plus the additional live segment that kind of put you a little bit nervous on things a little bit right? still just, a just a little bit yeah but nevertheless um welcome to everybody thank you for following thank you for listening thank you for being part and, and a big support of daily dad podcast um today as we're going to engage on this beautiful Monday, September the 13th of 2021, we're going to see once again a Monday night. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about our brother nights, uh, the Knights of Columbus. And there's a lot of things to be um, pretty much um, celebrated in the Dice of Laredo for, for our fraternal brothers. Um, I do want to start by <clears throat> probably you know, um, congratulating all of our councils that are enjoying their good standing. Uh, I think that is admirable nowadays. And we thank you for that. We thank the leadership of each council that is working and making sure that their, you know, um, KC Council, their Nazi Columbus Council is in good standings and, and doing their part. And on that, we applaud you and we thank you for it. But I also have to um, do a couple of shout outs. Um, I want to start with the uh, Honorable Council 9626 at San Martin de Porres Church here in Laredo on their journey of reactivation. Because after a while, I mean, they, they have been dormant. Um, yet, uh, again, a special shout out to our worthy district deputy, Jose Ramos and the faithful um, district deputies uh, who continue to make their support known and, and present. Uh, I know that uh, Martin de Porres have been having their membership drives. They already had their exemplification and they're growing into the, um, the reality of coming back and becoming uh, one of those councils that are in good standing. So I really, with a, with a grateful heart, um, say to Monsignor Alex Salazar, thank you. Thank you for opening the doors on that and, and for making this possible. Uh, his support is incredible. And I know that his parishioners, there's a good number of Brother Knights who uh, within the Dormant Council, they wanted to come back and be active and they're encouraging other Brother Knights to do the same. But at the same time, they're bringing in new Brother Knights and, and that, that it's, you know, it's, it's great to see that. No, it's great it's good that. to see, I guess, that that drive again to want to come back anew. Like, despite of what has been, what, where they were at, and then it's just this desire to, you know, have this new approach to what they want to do there in that parish. And so it's, it's just, I don't know, it's exciting to see that that drive is there and that that willingness to be able to be of service to others continues to still be there. And I think in the midst of of everything that we've that we've lived last year and some 
that desire to come back to the Lord and to bring others with them and to bring new members along. I think it just says a lot about what they're doing and what direction they want to go. And so really, it's really commendable and it's really awesome to just to know and realize that there's that desire in their hearts. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, um, this is kind of contagious because we have also another council, Council 13838 um, from our Nuestra Señora del Rosario here in Laredo. Um, a shout out to another uh, worthy district deputy, um, Antonio Tony Gonzalez, uh, is also in the process of reactivating that Borman Council. And you know, thank you, Father Francisco Stodola, on 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 his support and making sure that let's let's get these guys moving. Let's, yeah. let's you know bring them over. And y pues en español les digo porque a los que me escuchan de nuestra comunidad, nuestro señor del Rosario, que es uno de los eh, consejos de los caballeros de Colón, que están bajo el nombre de la vivencia en español. Pues uh, gracias hermanos porque están escuchando el llamado están atendiendo y también ahí van ahí van creciendo nuevos miembros nuevas familias y pues bienvenidos a los nuevos bienvenidos a los que han dicho sí quiero continuar y pues arriba nuestra señora de rosario nuestra comunidad y claro eh, el consejo y, y pues el padre de dola que, que realmente está guiándolos and de una manera muy especial. So a, a big thank you out there for that other community. So it, it's contagious. It is. And I think once again, and once you get the ball rolling, the ball gets rolling. And I think it just takes one. The power of one, like we talked about, like just off air and, and in times past where it really only takes one to get things started. And then once you stop, you really can't stop like that song that we sing, can I? But nonetheless, it's one of those things where we recognize the awesomeness that's taking place in one parish and how it just fluctuates to other parishes who want to do the same and who want to really not so much one up the other parish but rather hey you know what if this parish is being active then who are we to not be active right like we ought to be the same because we're all one diocese and we want to help each other out and so i think it's just again like you mentioned it's contagious in a way that it brings us even closer to the lord knowing that there's others who are walking in this same journey we've all been dormant this last year and now you can all walk together and move forward in Christ and to know that this is what we need to make sure that we can move forward together. Right. Right. And to know that other people, are, we're not alone. We're not alone. Right. And, and, and again, I think that you, you, you have uh, mentioned something very precise on it because uh, we just finished a couple of them who were dormant and have become active, uh, have gone through the reactivation process. And I have to also you know, uh, say a shout out to our council, 7796 out of St. Francis Cabrini Church here in Laredo. That was the council that had the longest time being dormant. Mm -hmm. I believe it was from 1995 and been dormant. But um, a big thanks to our worthy district deputy, Jose Luis Rodriguez, who had the vision and, and visiting with Father Eliodoro Lozano, and then of course waiting for Monsignor James Harris to, to get his approval as um, as a pastor there, and, and oh, I was just wonderful um, because you know both priests have been so supportive, and and that's one of the councils that we just lately you know got into the into the realm of having those councils in good standings. Mm -hmm. The first one though from last year's fraternal year, uh, it was Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. Okay. I I we, we talked about that. 
And uh, I have to admire um, District Deputy uh, Jose Ramos because that's pretty much most of his councils now that are in, in the process of having all his district from being dormant um, to now active all, all his councils. And it, it, it's unbelievable. Um, a big shout out to him. A big thank you also to, to um, his family for the tremendous support that he receives from them. So, you know, blessings and, and once again, thank you. It's a big step in the right direction. And like I said, you know, it's, it's we're all moving forward together. And to know that there's success here and there, uh, like you said, it's contagious. And once yeah, yeah. once one begins, the other one wants to continue it. And then by the time you realize it, we get, get, we get to have the entire diocese on board at one point, And that's the goal. To make sure that the entire diocese is like moving forward together in this because again like, like i said we're all one we're all called to be one and what an awesome and again we still talk about the time frame and like we haven't left the time frame that we've been talking about all year long yes since yes. the beatification of blessed now blessed father mcgivney and we are in the year of saint joseph and so to put those things together and i know for a fact they're just kind of tag teaming up there just going at it and i'm pretty sure saint augustine has something to do with it as well you know being our patron saint of this of this diocese and there's a lot going on with with our diocese when it comes in regards to the knights and that desire to come back to mass come back to the church come back to that service of the church um to be able to reach out to more souls so that we can all be able to be on this journey to heaven together that's right and and of course one of the uh, the, the beautiful things is that as as you say we're moving forward we have all these brother knights uh, that are um, joining the order and, and with them their families that come in support so to all of them you know to all of our new brother knights and their families welcome welcome to uh, our fraternal order our blessed order of the knights of columbus here in the dice of laredo absolutely huge welcome because again you are joining uh, a international family of brothers of families that have come together under the blessed vision of father mcgivney to be able to defend the faith and to, to, to protect the family especially our, our widows and children um but really to evangelize through the family i think that's like the best way to put it to evangelize through the family and to know that we are all in this mission together we all we all come from a different domestic church that makes up the church as saint john paul ii put it that's right and i think that um i i would like to have the uh, supreme knight in our war the supreme knight to actually um get um a little feedback from from this beautiful diocese because i think we're he, this is kind of echoing what he uh way talked about at the uh supreme convention mm -hmm. and um i believe that one of his closing points when he was trying to um uh present on 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 his report um it, it's something that uh, i i want to keep up with it um, I want to make sure that we all continue with that type of uh, tag team because the creative courage that he spoke about um, has a lot of meaning. Mm -hmm. and I know that I, I highlighted uh, three last things that he mentioned that he's quote on, quoted on, but uh, it's it, it just, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, it yeah. just makes a lot of sense. And I'm happy that the, the Laredo Diocese is responding to that sense mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's a and again i i'm glad that we get to share this message because you kind of have to stop and wonder okay well how many people have actually heard the message of our supreme night 
you know, and what are the words, what his words were. And in case you didn't know, or in case you listened to, there's a couple of podcasts dedicated to those things. If you look back at an episode called Creative Courage, um, we kind of dive into all that. Um, so we recommend go back and to listen to that episode. But nonetheless, he made this call, this call to service, this challenge, this invitation for us to be able to get creative with our with our courageousness, but then also to be creative in our evangelization and our approach and to use both the wings of Blessed Father McGivney and Good St. Joseph and combine the two and really go crazy, you know, go crazy with it and, and bring as many souls as you can to Christ. And like I mentioned earlier, we're adding a third wing to this if it's possible with St. Augustine and bringing him into the fold and really allowing those three to shape our order here within the diocese. Right. And, and again, I also mentioned this that uh, we got to keep note that you know this particular group of uh, district deputies, um, these two Jose's that are involved, <laughs> the name says it all. I know. Like, um, <laughs> I think I know why this is working. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> A couple of Josephs in the house, you know. But nonetheless, oh, it's so good that it it really is. Is um, in, in all honesty, in honesty, I think we've we've been through times where there wasn't a lot of good news. And there wasn't any news, you know, because we were all like in this this mode of, of just shut down because of the pandemic or whatever the case is. And yet to find ourselves in a position where the only way we can go is up, right? The only way we can move is forward. And right. the only way that we can actually do this is together. And to hear of the successes already with several parishes that we have with the Knights of Columbus and not just bringing more members into the order, but more families, like you mentioned, into the order and how big this is because once you start bringing in families, aquí en el barrio, families know other families, and by the time you know it, you got the entire, you know, neighborhood involved, and you got the entire, oh, well, you know, when they go to the same school, you got the whole, then you bring the whole school involved, and then all the parish communities are involved, and then all the different groups that, that are, that exist, all of them get to kind of pitch into this vision, this blessed vision that you like to mention, that you like to say, um, and it's just a ripple effect, you know, and again, the power of one. Yeah, it is indeed. And uh, we praise God. We we bless this opportunity, and I'm enjoying this um, at a distance, per se. But then I'm close to them here, yeah. you and I. You yes. Know, because here, um, we are that voice to share the good news. To are that voice to be able to bring to you, um, and to also our brother knights who are listening. Uh, not only here in the Diocese of Laredo, uh, those that are within the state of Texas. And there's a couple of other Brother Knights from two different states that have um, made their presence known that they're listening, especially to this particular podcast on Monday nights. So to all of you who, who are listening and, and you're actually taking an active role in your faith, uh, I think that that is, is, is very rewarding, especially with what happened yesterday's gospel. Yeah, and we're going to jump right into that. Uh, and we, I want to just close off because I think it's really important what you highlighted here. And I would just like to read this for you. It's okay. Go for it. So, fulfilling a call of service. So, Supreme Knight Kelly, Patrick Kelly, concluded his report with his final word of how St. Joseph and Blessed Mike McGivney can serve as examples for the Knights in leading through service and courage to overcome the hurdles facing our families, the church, and our culture. And you highlighted three important things that are really essential. Number one, let us summon the creative courage to fulfill the calling that our Lord has placed in our hearts. So that creative courage to fulfill the calling that the Lord Jesus has placed in our hearts. All of us have that calling in our hearts. As St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Right. And 
that journey to him, we have to be creative with it because it's like I told my students today. Um, and they asked, oh, how is there a particular way to get to heaven? I was like, well, how many of us do, are in this class? Well, we're like 20, 20. Well, there's 20 different ways in this room alone to get to heaven because all of you are a path to heaven. And so imagine us as a, as a diocese, imagine us as an order, us worldwide. That's how many ways there are to get to heaven. And so just to be creative with the calling, I think is really the important thing. And the one that takes time to develop and to clarify and to qualify. Right. True. That's a big thing. Yes, definitely. I agree. One, to accept the call, but to clarify and to qualify. Exactly. Because the last thing we need is, one, to not accept. And then two, to not be sure or clear as to what what is the Lord asking. And then lastly, to disqualify ourselves from these things. And I I just found it fitting that today I, I was able to to go through uh, to bounce back here in the Bible Bonilla podcast that um, <laughs> Father Mike really made an emphasis here and I, I just want to read it for you if it's okay he says when it comes to the battles that the Lord calls us to do sometimes we engage in things that we don't have to engage in <laughs> we go into battles that is not our battle right like we go into fights that is not our fights and yet we realize that when it comes to the fights that God does call us to you need to fight no matter what the cost is the fight that the Lord is actually calling us to, the battle that He's calling us to, whatever it is that He's calling you to at this moment, you need to get into the battle or this fight that He calls you to. Continue to pray, to listen to His voice, and to listen to wise people, and to always be ready to do God's will. That is what you need to do when it comes to accepting this call. And so that's how we can begin to even begin to be creative with that courage that we all have in our hearts through baptism, through the strength of the Holy Spirit, especially at confirmation. Two, and let us take comfort in knowing or in the knowledge that the work of our order is far from over. Oh, yeah. We're never going to be done. No, never. So as long as there's a soul that needs help, we're there. We cannot enjoy heaven until we get every last soul in there. And our work is going con- to continue. Right. Like, it's never ending. Even unto our last breath, we can evangelize. And we have so many witnesses and examples of the saints that even on their deathbed, they're constantly thinking of the other. Right. Last but not least, the work of the Knights of Columbus is only the beginning. It's only beginning. And we are the ones who will carry it forward. My goodness. If that doesn't, if that doesn't really pump you up, I don't know what's going <laughs> to... I don't know. We got to throw in some like pump up music or something but you got to get excited because God is calling you in this moment and if you're listening and if you're like this is this is it this is the fight he's calling you to I know this for sure that we are called to move forward in Christ and we're called to bring others in that journey to heaven right so with everything that has been exposed to us and and listening to what we just heard I think that we need to respond to that call that God is doing to you so as you listen to this um, I would like for you to ponder on that calling of yours and it goes with what happened yesterday's gospel which is very profound and we're just going to take a very small section but yet a very powerful section of yesterday's gospel um, on what Jesus asked two different questions and 
how they're answered uh, is in scripture. My thing is, how are you going to answer? So, um, if you don't mind, Beto, sharing a little bit on that. So, in yesterday's gospel, this question was asked. Along the way, he, Jesus, asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others, Elijah, still others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? You know, those two questions, if in a way, if I would like to take the opportunity and, and personalize them to you, the listener. First of all, that first question, who do people say that I am? And we go with, you know, what's out there. Yeah. We go with uh, what I have heard, uh, what I know, what I've seen. Yet now um, we'll say that. Who, who, what has been more attractive to you in, in, in who Jesus is? Um, and yes, that was the answer given back then. But what will be the answer nowadays? What do you think would be the answer, Beto? I would like for our, those who are tuning in and I see even those who are watching in, um, to actually reply to us and send us an email. Who do you think? Who do you say Jesus is? Or what do you, sorry, who do you say? Who do people say that Jesus is? What have you heard? What is your story based on your surroundings? Where you've heard your family say one thing, your friends say another, your co-workers another. Because I'm pretty sure he has come up in a conversation at least at some point. Yes. You know? And so you can you can you can do that through email at gmail.com. You can comment in this in this post if you're watching live. Um or you can go back and, and insert your comment on the YouTube channel that we have as well. And they're all there. And, and it doesn't have to be right now. You can go ahead and take some time to do this. Um, because I we're actually going to have a chance to talk about this on Friday. Yeah. More on this towards the end. But that's the question for you. Who do people say that Jesus is? And at least for me and, and what I've listened to, and, and, and I guess, again, this is just me speaking. Uh, I've heard he is a good teacher. I heard he is a good prophet. I've heard that he is God, and I've also heard that he is a um, a personal Lord and Savior. And I've also heard that uh, he is not God. And I've also heard last one that he is. Um, what was it? What was it? There was a phrase that they mentioned. He was a good man. That's it. So that's that's what I that's my that's been my experience when it comes to people outside coming in when we talk about that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Right. Right. Um, to me, what I've heard yeah. is you know within all the teachings and preparations and being able to get and uh, to tell the story about Jesus. Um, one of the things that I've heard that has kind of stand out a lot was that you know jesus um, used to say a lot 
I am. Mm-hmm. In knowing scripture and studying scripture, uh, even to a point that there was time in our history that we weren't permitted to say those words at all. Yeah. And here he is, and he's kind of the one that started to break the ice about this. And uh, I am the bread of life. I am, and he continues. And there's several I am's that he has. I'll say seven. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. And, and he made it very clear as to who he was with that. And as we all know in Scripture, you know, I am has a significant role in identifying God. Mm. Right. So it, it that's something that really um, I have heard, I have studied, and. and I have learned how to pro- proclaim mm-hmm. because that, in a sense, goes back to what you just shared of what you have heard yeah. of Jesus, of him, who he is, of how the people say that he is. Mm-hmm. Now, that, you know, diving into the next question. Ooh. <laughs> the second question that he has, but who do you say that I am? Now think about that. You have to really think about it. Right. But you know what? You have to ponder on that. Most definitely. Um, the apostles back there, they kind of had to, uh, while everybody was thinking, you know, we had this one guy who just, you know, <laughs> he just put it out there. So so if you don't know the story, the, the story goes, Simon Peter responds, you are the Christ, right? Son of the living God. And Jesus goes on to tell, to reveal to him that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And we get the famous, you know, Matthew 16, where you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Um, and Peter, Peter means rock, in case you didn't know. And we, we lose it in the English. We, you know, it's like, uh, um, back in Aramaic, it's um, Kepha. You are Kepha, and on this Kepha I will build my church. And in France, I believe it's Le Pierre, Le Pierre, you know, same thing. Mm-hmm. But then Peter, rock. Like, uh, well, well. <laughs> so Peter's the original rock. Sorry, Dwayne Johnson. Um, but nonetheless, it's one of those things where in that moment, Peter makes that revelation known to, to Jesus himself, where he says, you are the Christ. And, and it's something that, um, to me, on answering that question personally, one of the things that I have forever taken into a personal tone is that this Jesus is the Son of God. And if through my baptism we share the same Father, Jesus happens to be my brother. Yeah. Okay? So, notion in the church that when they say, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Ah, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, and it's a personal note. You know, it's family, and and more than that. Okay, uh, so the next question that I kind of curve to the young people many times is, and who's the owner of heaven? Well, God. Okay, but who's the owner of heaven? Well, the Father, the Creator. Okay, then who owns it after Him? Well, Son. And it's not just only Jesus. It is us too. We get to be heirs to the kingdom. Yeah, part of it. Yeah. 
you know, it's that close, that neat. I mean, it, it, it's something wonderful. And, and but you have to answer that truthfully. Yeah. That, that's, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people will get by by just saying the typical, oh, whatever they, whatever they said. <laughs> you know, I always get that in my classroom. You know, I tell my student, hey, what do you think about this? And then they answer it. Like, okay, what next student? Hey, what do you think about that? Oh, what he said. Like, no, no, no. What do you? Right. And I think that's what Jesus kind of reminds us yesterday in the gospel that who do you say that I am? And one of the things that I taught my kids is that whenever you hear the word you, or he or beloved son like in, in the gospel of Mark that there's no name attributed to it God is talking to you personally you know so here Jesus is saying who do you say that I am you take out that you and you put your name right. and you answer it in, and it makes it that much more personal you know just like you know when it comes to the gospel of Mark when the, the heavens open up we know the story of the baptism of Jesus and God says this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased and my students realize recognize okay he didn't say this is my beloved son Jesus with whom I'm well pleased he just stopped at beloved son right. so we insert ourselves beloved son beloved daughter with whom I'm well pleased and so same notion here who do you insert your name say that I am yeah and that's something for you to answer to yourself you don't need to share that with us but you do need to answer him yeah okay at some point you have to answer because that question was posed the moment you began to exist yeah it's a big thing that i think a lot of us need to take time to consider to stop and to think because in the midst of i guess the noise that exists within the world um we need to just take a step back and really ponder on these questions and because it's a really big fundamental question that Jesus himself asked us who do you see that I am and so I I think for us to really give the best answer we have to take some time and to really dissect and ask the question do we even know him you know or is it I know him because of other people what others have said so I just it's a big thing to to, to harp on and to, to focus on today and in following through in today's gospel, um, one of the beauties that we discover today and all the, the, the hidden treasures of, of the gospel itself um, to us is something very profound because today is revealed the scripture reading, the, the gospel reading um, of our theme for the catechetical program for this year for this year 2021 2022 and it's something that um takes to heart because it's part of this answer Mm -hmm. okay it's very much part of this answer because now when we go to mass we tell jesus as jesus is elevated before us and we're on our knees yeah. In, in during the liturgy itself during mass and it's another form of jesus asking us to respond yeah you know and 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 today in today's gospel uh today monday being monday uh, september the 13th uh 2021 um we have our theme for our faith formation year our catechetical year and the, the actual theme for this year is 
um, say the word and my soul shall be healed and that's part of our response to Jesus while we're looking at Jesus after the Lamb of God yeah because they have the chalice and Father's holding up the chalice with the blood of Christ and on top he holds the body of Christ and he just invited us to be part of him Mm -hmm. and to answer to him and we we say these words that resound from that centurion Mm-hmm. that understood authority oh yeah okay and valued authority mm-hmm. and one of the things that um, I'm gonna have you go ahead and, and the listener you know look into this gospel okay, again Monday September 13 2021 today's gospel read it and it's the story of authority but one that has a lot of value to it a lot of Um, responds to that authority and and again it is us being invited to respond to God's love right and say the word and his word is powerful yeah just say the word okay that much trust and believe but there's action into it yeah. as well okay and, and we all need healing Mm-hmm. with this pandemic we all need healing and we need to have that source of healing come to us but we need to come to to him first yeah and it gives us the opportunity to do so so I think that you know today uh, one of the things that I want to uh, emphasize a lot especially with our brother Knights um, I'm asking the brother Knights to to respond to to this call. And when it comes to your council being reactivated and you're there in the process of it, go for it. Be, be an active member. Become an active member. Or join our ranks of the Knights of Columbus to be able to have now the opportunity to actually, um, with the love of your family, to respond to this calling of God to you, to your heart. And I think that all parishes right now are, are going through so much need. A tremendous need, and you know, still keeping on and keeping tabs with so many uh, uh, of our wonderful priests in our diocese of Laredo. You know, I come across and they 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 share with me the story of what's going on in the parishes, and and I wish I could be a a, a parishioner for every single parish to be uh, part yeah, of that. Exactly. And and many times, you know, whatever I can do, I do. Whatever I can. I can serve in I, I try to and, and, and that is something that is helping me because you know your mom and I we, we had that love and, and we continue to have that love on being able to respond to God through what he has given us yeah. you know your mom had a tremendous talent she had a gift um, a lot of people would say that her voice was unique was powerful And I would I would tease her by saying es que tienes un timbre en tu voz yeah. ese timbre hace que, que sienta a Dios hace ese timbre me hace que escuche a Dios yeah. and then she would say I don't I don't understand you know because it's when you're singing the way you're singing and the way you're inspired the way you are allowing God to love you you love him back with your music with your song 
and it's powerful. Yeah. You know, it's powerful. And man, do I miss that? Yeah. You know, but it gives us the opportunity now with what we have to be able to move forward because God continues to still need me in whatever capacity I can offer my help. As simple, as little, as no name, no title, no important, but just to respond with love from God. And I think that um, all of our parishes, you know, they have a great need just to say the word. You know, um, we need lectures, you know, in our celebrations because many times now uh, less people are going less volunteers other volunteers have been called before us yeah. they're not there anymore somebody has to replace you know that voice has to replace that need so here in this podcast i want to say if you're ever thinking about becoming a lector uh, for mass for for the celebration of the eucharist go for it you know go for it say the word or perhaps you you know you you have in your in your sense of feelings or ideas or wishes whatever the case may be that probably you wanted to be a catechist we are in tremendous need of catechists to tell the story this story yeah about love and we need catechists every single parish needs catechists it's to a point that the coordinators there's a lot of coordinators right now that have taken not only their role their their job on, on being able to guide all their, their catechists but they themselves have taken the role of becoming a catechist take on a class because they're shorthanded with people that did not step up to the plate okay to share the word to say the word and i think that um we need to you know um hear this calling um i am not only calling on the night columbus and and their families i'm calling on on those who can actually hear the calling of the lord and to respond to it yeah. you know um finally I, one of the things that i also have encountered a lot is that every parish needs some more help when it comes to having people to guide the holy rosary for the deceased at the funeral homes or funeral chapels um they're they're we're shorthanded yeah you know Everything. we're shorthanded say the word like come on if, if you can do this when you say that uh you mentioned about the the, the qualification of one you know some people say uh, i've never done it before <laughs> you know or i can't do it i just stand in front of people you know and they start to disqualify themselves on what god has given them exactly and and i think that we we need to kind of um find our creative courage to answer this call yeah and ultimately if you need some biblical inspiration look at moses he didn't want to go and say god's word to the people to pharaoh to let his people go you know he had a a stumbling problem with his with his yeah. the speaking he didn't want to go and he wanted to disqualify himself and yet the goodness of god provides for him the ability to not only speak his words but actually to go and execute what he needs to do and fulfill his task his mission his vocation um and also he takes along his brother you know Aaron <laughs> so if you have any family members that want to help you out don't be left alone to do this you have 
people that will help you, that will be with you, that will guide you in the right directions, and you are never alone. And if you need any type of assistance, we're always here to help out. Like we've always said since day one, whatever we can do to help will help. No, we cannot be a pull up other people and bilocate to all these different areas, but we can definitely help what we can and what we have. So it's a big invitation. If you feel called to assist in any way, shape, or form in a parish, whether it be a lector, whether it be a catechist, whatever you are called to do, do not ignore the voice of God because that's the last thing you would want to do. We just talked about it, how he calls us to do things. Maybe this might be a battle that you might have to take on. And then instead of seeing it as, as of, I have to do this, I get to do this. Yeah. I tell my kids today. <laughs> so they're like, instead of, I have to do this homework. No, I get to do this homework. You know, and, it, and I told them, if you change your mindset, the way you see things, the things that you see will change. And then we recognize that we have that attitude, that ganas, that, that drive to say, you know what, if God calls me to it, my mom would always say, if God calls you to it, he will see you through it. And it's like, there's no other way to be able to move forward in this than allowing God to love you. And I love that you mentioned about that. That's why it hit me like for just a little bit. I'm like, oh. Or you mentioned through mom singing, he, she allowed him to love her. And in that moment, she loves him back. Yeah. And yeah. so allow God to love you and through your service, love him back. Yes, definitely. So, and, and I saw it. You know, on a daily basis, because, um, you know, Raquel, you know, your mom had this tremendous love and she understood that um, going back to San Agustin, that uh, singing. When you sing, San Agustin says, you pray twice. And, And she was big about that. She was. But then when she discovered about sign language, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It really made a big, tremendous difference. And I remember as, as a, um, you know, she was a music teacher over at Garroa um, High School at the time. And she went ahead and, and brought in uh, the class um, of her choir. And then she invited also um, a class that we used, they still have them there at Garroa High School for the, uh, the deaf and mute so they do a lot of sign language mm-hmm. so she incorporated that class and and those that could hear and speak they learned sign language and she performed a song with sign language yeah and in that song i remember emotional i remember a couple of parents of those kids that were going through the gift of not being able to hear or speak and seeing their sons and daughters perform singing in a choir with their their sign language and you couldn't tell who was who because everybody had learned how to do sign language and those that could actually speak and sing were singing along with with your mom and that was a a very powerful moment Mm -hmm. so she did those even three things yeah you know they got no (laughs) hosting But, you know, um, it, it's something that I will forever remember that. And, and, and the many, many thanks that she got from, uh, the, you know, the families by saying, this is the very first time my son or my daughter is performing mm-hmm. because of his 
you know, they would call it limitations, but it's a gift. Yeah. No, and yeah. it really is. And it's just a really a witness to what can be done. Yeah. If you set your mind through it and if you allow God to love you in that moment, respond in that love. And like my mom would always say, if he puts you through it, do it. He'll see you through it. That's right. And I think that that's one of the things that our brother knights, especially in the era of being grandparents, you know, I remember you know, some brother knights, you know, telling me that, no, no, pues este, eh, esto de los caperos de Colón son para los que están retirados, para los que ya, ya tienen nada que hacer, de hacer And, and, and that was their, their, their frame of thought, you know? That was the way they were perceiving this. And I said, no, no, I'm far away from being retired. I, we got to do this and I'm doing this. Yeah. And and, and sure enough, um, so many grandfathers in the Knights of Columbus, mm-hmm. even great grandfathers, even great, 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 great. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> remember that one <laughs> yeah uh, grandfathers and and it's beautiful when you know um, initiating um, part of their families into the order uh, the grandfather here is seeing not only his son but also his grandson join and to have that luxury being there and welcoming them into it, it it's I've seen that yeah and it's so powerful for those grandparents And the reason I'm bringing up grandparents is because just yesterday we had the celebration of National Grandparents Day. And one of the things that um, that I discovered about it is that, you know, um, or I, I believe it was back uh, in 1969, yeah, back in 1969, President Richard Nixon received a letter from a nine-year-old talking about the possibility of making this happen. And ever since then, it's, they started to get the ball rolling. But it wasn't until the year 1978 with uh, President Jimmy Carter that he proclaimed to have a National Grandparents Day. The very first year that it was officially celebrated was in 1979. And ever since then, we've been having every year uh, the National Grandparents Day. And, and I think that um, now me being a, a grandfather, Ooh. okay, um, they call me Pane. It's short for Papa Grande because there's a history in our family through the Gloria family that um, one party of the abuelitos, one part of the grandfathers are called either grandfathers, abuelitos. The other party is not called abuelitos. They're called Papa Grande Mama Grande. We continue with that tradition in our house, but since the kids nowadays that they hardly speak Spanish, okay, get it? No. Are you hearing me? So learn <laughs> your language, but instead of saying Papa Grande because it was too big for them, they call me Pani. And, and your mom, instead of Mama Grande, they call her Mani. Okay, but that—that's the story so behind it. We—we we just started a new tradition here, you know, yeah. with that. But nevertheless, I think that it—it uh, it is a gift, uh, a great gift of love. Now we are responding to God's love in this capacity. Yeah, and and it's it's amazing and it's it's a blessing on it. It's awesome, and to all the grandparents, you know, happy related grandparents' day. And it is it's like they say, it was. All of your family came to be because two people decided to fall in love and to 
have that family grow and now it's grown. Yeah. And so what a gift of grandparents and once again to all the grandparents. I hope that yesterday they they gave you whatever it is that you like. I, I'm not sure. I was going to go with pan dulce. I think it's a safe pick, right? No. No? You're diabetic. It's uh, <laughs> an issue. <laughs> well, um, la mano. No. Yeah, uh, that will work. <laughs> that will work, right? Uh, nonetheless, hopefully you guys have, have had a awesome, awesome day. And we praise you because of your wisdom, because of your experience, your knowledge, and the love, the unconditional love that you give, not only to your to your, your own children, but to your grandchildren and same here for you, Bob. The pane of our house, that <laughs> the unconditional love you give to all of my nieces and nephews and nephew. Um, but what a gift. What a gift of being able to have that title, pane. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. It's a tremendous blessing. So, in closing. In closing. Well, uh, a couple of things to look forward to. Um, so, I know right now, since we just started this whole live experience, um, we are still working on just you know good quality camera right now that we're working on and you know it's it's a process you know and we've mentioned it before we're going to continue to mention it because it's something that's really really important for us to better serve you again this is our calling that we that we have received that we are doing our best to to deliver and to really make Lord proud in this in this service that we're doing uh, once again it's free to listen but not free to make and so our invitation, as always, has been, if you want to support this podcast, you totally can. Um, obviously, we're still working on the video quality. I don't know how you guys see it at home, but um, based on what I'm looking at, it can, it can actually get better. Um, nonetheless, it's always an invitation for you to have that um, openness to support our podcast. And if you do, and you have that calling in your heart that you want to support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash dad slash support. And you'll be able to actually support us on a monthly subscription basis where it's either 99 cents, 499, I believe 999. Um, and this new feature that we finally have one actual subscriber that we're Woo-hoo! gonna talk about in just a bit. Um, <laughs> we have this new thing. Well, actually, Anchor put up this new thing not so long ago where you can become an actual monthly subscriber where you're doing, yes, you're, yes, you're supporting, but then also you, uh, you get to have a chance to get exclusive content on particular episodes that, that may not be available to all of the public right. right and so this is going to be like a little lock symbol and those are only going to be available to subscribers and we have a lot of things planned ahead that are going to go um beyond what we're doing now and there's going to be some segments that are going to be only available to our subscribers and so it's not so much like you know no no it's, it's an opportunity for us to really again enhance the production of what we're doing because like you saw, and if you've been walking with us in this journey since day one, you've seen how the podcast has improved. You've seen how the podcast yeah. has developed. And, and everyone has a story. This is ours. And if you want to be part of that story, be part of the Delia Dad family, please, we invite you um, to be able to simply be a subscriber to our podcast. And like I said, we already have one, you know, and so shout out to that one that has really <laughs> gone out of their way and really provided that that monthly support for us in the podcast. It's going to help. And everything that you that you share with us financially, it helps. We have a couple of big projects that we're going to announce soon um, that were already sneak peeked last week. But nonetheless, uh, this Friday, we'll have a chance to continue with, for the first time, the Get the Dad segment. Right. And the only reason why we didn't do it last week is because last week we didn't really have a topic. It was more like of a, hey, we're doing live now. Um, but now, since we already talked about you know this topic of of the gospel that we shared last week about 
uh, yesterday rather about who do people say that I am and we talked about say the word and my soul should be healed we talked about those those two things and our courageous call to service since we talked about those things today we get to recap them on Friday and here in this podcast on Friday that we're going to do live is going to be more interaction where we're going to see um, comments on, on the stream we're going to be able to interact live with Q&A with um, with the audience who gets to tune in. And so if you want to be part of that, please, by all means, Friday night will be available um, for that. And so stay tuned for that because, again, this is the next phase in our journey here at Dilia Dad. Really, that audience engagement that my siblings said, Rita and Rudy, and how, and Becky, how that one way to improve this podcast is through audience engagement. And so that's what we wanted to say one. Yeah. Just, it took time. It yeah. takes time, like in everything. And in God's world, things actually take time. So, you know, and, and, and just coming across people and, and um, joining the different um, opportunities of who God has blessed us with in our surroundings. You know, um, yesterday I happened to travel to, to Hebronville, Georgia, to Guadalupe, and was out there to address. Um, our parents or their children or our teenagers either in the sacrament in preparation for the sacrament of the Eucharist or in, in the sacrament of confirmation. And again, you know, Heaven has always been my Bethany. And part of the Bethany is that family that I would go visit and stay with. And well, I saw one of the members of that family yesterday. So I saw a member yesterday and, oh, wow. and he surprised me by saying that, you know, he's been following all, all, all the podcasts and and, and that was very dear, very touching to me. Mm-hmm. And um, he knows that I love him tremendously. His entire family, especially his mom, mi comadre. Um, it, it's, it's just a blessing. And, and there's several families, the Cantu family, the Pettis family. And fin- there's, there's several, so many families out there in Hebronville. But um, on being able to, to run across this opportunity of listeners mm-hmm. and then them sharing the story to us, it, it builds up so much. I mean, it's just so rewarding, and I praise God for that Definitely. because it's it, it's it's a gift. It uh, it's a love that um, it's very touching, you know. And it, it's like son los abrazos de Jesús. Ooh, I like that. Okay, yeah, son los abrazos de Jesús. Those are the embracements of of Jesus to me, and, and it's done to the people that we come to know come to experience you know the beautiful opportunity of life itself and the love of god you know and, and the same goes with you know our, our couples for kena you were there too yes you know? uh, yeah and i totally. saw a couple of people out there and i said oh, yeah, yeah. look who's getting married yeah, yeah. And, and and i feel old because sometimes <laughs> oh my goodness um I, I see them i remember them in pampers now they're getting married so uh, it's incredible how uh, the love of God, you know, is it, it, shown through the people that he, he loves very much. So mm-hmm. thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to all those that now, the viewers, uh, to all of you, you know, for making this difference in our lives, for the blessings that you are, you know, to us. You continue to be, you know, to us. Absolutely. And since you're on the topic of the of Hebron and you went out there, I know we're going to actually have a chance to go out there as well on the 18th, I believe, of this Hamaica. month. Hamaica. We're having a Hamaica, you guys. It's been a long time since we've gone to Hamaica since COVID. So it's like, let's go out and, and, and enjoy this day. And the cool thing about this Hamaica is going to be in, in Hebronville, Texas. So for those of you who are here in Laredo, it's going to be a an, an hour trip, more or less, depending on who's driving, right? Um, <laughs> and for those of you from Pennsylvania, well, it's a, it's a, it's a long flight there. Um, nonetheless, uh, one of the things that we're going to be able to do is 
on the 18th, we're going to have a chance to go to this Jamaica at Arte Guadalupe in Hedronville, Texas. And myself and Ricky Ram, my brother, are actually going to be performing live in the evening of September 18th. So if you're not doing anything on that day, drive on over, have some good food, have some, enjoy some time away from your daily life and, and just enjoy some good music and uh, just an open invitation, you know, because it's always a joy to, to support communities, especially our, our 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 parishes outside of Laredo that are still part of this diocese. Yes, yes, and, and the Hamak is there, um, not necessarily in the, in the parish grounds, but right, catty corner to it. Mm-hmm. It's a placita. In the plaza, right? Yeah, it's no, so, no. And it's a plaza, so it's como ganas, like, so it, go ahead and, and go to that. Hope you guys can can join us. We'll be out there and we'll have some fun out there. Definitely. So it, it's, it's something exciting to look forward to that. I mean, like I said, this whole journey for with, with, with you has been awesome. It's been a joy and I, I, I'm excited for what's going to happen in the near future. And I'm just, you know, it's a joy to just do this, you know, yeah. and for it to be live and for us to be able to just continue this podcast. And my, my biggest hope is that the people respond and that we can, we can at least know that in God's eyes, we are answering his call. Right. And in doing so, um, the last thing that I just want to say is a very unique, um, a profound sense of gratitude since i mentioned lectures thank you for your service since i mentioned catechist as a matter of fact i was in a workshop on saturday with a whole bunch of catechists a wonderful catechist thank you for being a catechist and answering that call for those of you brother nice have continued again thank you and their families as well thank you it's profound gratitude so I dare say, like sometimes I, I open mic say, on behalf of Jesus, the Son of God, thank you for loving him and loving his Father, who is our Father as well. Absolutely. And so, what is your creative courage call? What are you being called to? What is the Lord calling you to do? And lastly, who do you say that Jesus is?